The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. From the Clark Ford Studio in Oxford, Mississippi, MBW Digital proudly presents the Oxford Exxon Podcast. I'd say thanks for tuning in. But why am I going to give you a round of applause for something you're supposed to do, to be frank? And now, here are your hosts, Chase Parham. And broadcast school has really paid off. And Neil McCready. I deserve to be on TV. Podcast from SEC Media Days in Nashville on this OEP Extra. Chris Lee of BandySports.com and the Rivals.com network joins to talk about the Commodores as they go into year three under Coach Clark Lee. The Commodores went five and seven last season. This year's goals make it to the postseason, find six wins. We'll talk to Chris about whether he thinks the Commodores can get there or not. Before we do that, I want to tell you that all of my coverage from Nashville is brought to you by Hillco Insurance. Do you hate losing games? Do you hate losing players? Do you hate paying for your insurance? If you said yes to those questions, Davey Ferris can help. Davey has partnered with the Grove Collective and will be donating 20% of all commissions and 10% of all renewals on both personal and commercial insurance policies. Davey and Hillco Insurance are sponsoring rebelgrove.com's and MPW Digital's coverage of SEC Media Days from the Grand Hyatt in downtown Nashville. Davey can service customers in all 50 states, and he's dedicated to making sure Ole Miss Athletics succeeds in this era of college sports. So contact Davey Ferris at 214-715-7247 or via email at dferris, that's D-F-A-R-R-I-S, at hillcoinsurance.com. Now here's Chris Lee of andysports.com. My buddy Chris Lee of VandySports.com, part of the Rivals Network, longtime friend of our site, been a guest on our show many, many times, kind enough to join us here in Nashville. It's probably fun for you to have SEC Media Days in your town and not have to either worry about covering it from afar or driving to Birmingham or that kind of thing. Yeah, you, you said it. it. It's great to have it here, although it's, man, it's a mess with the cranes, the parking, the internet situation. It's, uh, but it's great to have it in our backyard. It's, I, I wish it were here more often. Let's talk about all of the cranes in this city. This is unbelievable. I mean, I come here fairly frequently, been here a lot lately, but everywhere you look, especially in the downtown area, there's just crane after crane after crane. What's coming here? What's not coming here? I mean, it's it's crazy. We're, we're talking, we've got three pro sports. I grew up here. We had no pro sports. I never would have guessed we'd have three. Baseball is the one that we always thought we'd get, and now they're they're trying to do that. Whether that works or not, I don't know. I've been told we're first or second on the list of, of 
expansion possibilities or maybe somebody like the Rays moving here. But it's – I live in Franklin, and I'm, I've got two kids. My wife works, so we're not out doing a lot here. But every time I come here, it's disorienting. Uh, you, you go places, and, like, you don't even recognize where you are. You walk on the streets. And used to be I could sort of get a, a feel for where I was just by looking – you know – you could look through the skyline and, and find a building as a point of reference. Now everything's built up, and like you don't even feel like you're in the same city. It's really, it's really strange to have grown up here and seen it become what it is. I think it's inevitable that Major League Baseball comes here. I've told you that for a while. When you're here, I know it's close to Cincinnati and it's close to Atlanta, but it's not that close. Yeah. I, I just think it's bound to happen. I mean, I, frankly, this part of the country is what's growing. I yeah. mean, North Alabama, this part of Tennessee. North Carolina. I think you could put a team in Charlotte and a team in Nashville, and I don't think they would take fans away from each other. It's such a regional sport. I, I, again, it's inevitable in my opinion. That's a good point. I was talking to uh, some Huntsville radio guys yesterday. They said, we're the biggest city in Alabama now, which I didn't realize. Now, if, if, you, if you count all the suburbs of Birmingham, that's still the biggest area there. But Huntsville's two, two and a half hours from us. Chattanooga's growing. It's two hours to the east. I'm sure we'd get some traffic from Memphis. I, I think you're right. I think the, the pace at which we're growing. Now, my bigger question is, can we support four pro sports? And I, I don't know about that. I'm, I'm not. Thankfully, that's not <laughs> what I do for a living is having to figure that out. But but it, it would be interesting because I, I think that's a good point is you do have some surrounding areas that would come here. Because the MLS team is a boom here too, right? Everybody loves it? Yeah, yeah, they do. Uh, and they've got a nice stadium too, which has helped. They, they picked a, a location that's – I was not, not off the beaten path, but it's it's just like a block or two off the beaten path in a way. So it's close enough, but it's not in the middle of all the congestion. So it was probably a good pick. And it's it sort of revitalized a, a little bit of a bad area, too. Speaking of construction, a lot going on at Vanderbilt. Clark Lee talked about it uh, yesterday. I guess we were taping this on Wednesday. He talked about it on Tuesday, I think, is when Clark went. Yeah. And he, he was talking about how, yeah, look, it's, it's inconvenient right now, but it's obviously progress. It's something Vanderbilt had to do. Yeah. How much work had to get done just to get to a place where Vanderbilt would do this, and then when it's ultimately done, how, how much, what, will, what will it look like, and how much could it help that program? It's funny, I look back, you know, Malcolm Turner, they, they, he got hired, he was here barely a year as AD, they ran him out, because he was talking about, he looked around, he was like, oh my goodness, we need stuff. I mean, we are so far behind. And he, he made the statement, we need about $800 million to bring our stuff up to speed. And people laughed at him, including the fan base, which they, they trained pretty well to accept mediocrity. And uh, you know, people even at the time were saying, well, no wonder he got fired to say something that's stupid. Well, now <laughs> the estimates I hear, they're going to spend about maybe six or $700 million to get everything up to speed, which will include baseball and time. But... If you go there right now, there's a, a big hole in both end zones. Uh, the old closing zone is knocked down. It's going to look much differently. Um, it's kind of going to be an ice to play there this year, I think, probably. But they, they needed to do it. Um, now, as luck would have it, the world moved on to NIL right when they announced all that stuff. And, and But they're getting to be – I mean, there's still – I'm sure there's still 14 of 14 in the NIL space in the league, but the fact that they're willing to play in it at all, I would have never guessed three years ago. It's been an interesting time, and I really look forward to seeing all of it done. 
when it's done, what will it look like? Are they adding seats to it or making it nicer, making it more amenity friendly? What, what's the plan? Well, you've seen the built the end zone buildings a lot of places. I think State's got one. They'll have one of those in both end zones. The, the one that is now open and, and close to the Marriott, that's going to be a basketball practice facility with some other stuff. It'll have some club seating. And it's going to be allegedly the biggest basketball practice facility in the country. Uh, to be multi-storied and then in the other end will be a football building and then Jess Neely Drive which is the one that runs right between their athletics building and behind the baseball stadium in the close in they're going to close that off and make that a greenway they're going to build up the, the athletics building behind it they just built a practice field that James Franklin got done about a decade ago it's already obsolete they're building another one right behind it where their current practice fields are so there's going to be a lot of stuff going up in that space. The baseball is going to change a lot. Uh, they're going to build up, build some premium seating, stuff like that. It's just get up to speed with everybody else. And then they're doing some stuff to make Memorial Gym nicer and bring that up to speed. Uh, I, I don't think they'll ever get rid of that place until it's condemned just because it's got so much history and tradition. And it's, you know, it would be like tearing down Fenway Park in Boston to that fan base. That's kind of the way it is. I know people outside have their issues to it, but it's beloved to the fan base. And so it's it's all going to be – I think it's going to be 2025 before it's done. And maybe I've criticized them for, for being slow to it. But one of the issues, too, as you look around, I mean, you, you, can't, you can't throw a stone without hitting a crane here. And so just finding people who can do the work – is, is tough and, and then it gets more expensive and they sort of by putting it off they raise their price tag but it had to be done and, and I look forward to seeing it when it is because it's going to look way differently than, than it always has. Let's talk about Vanderbilt. I thought Clark Lee in addition to just being a strikingly handsome man I thought he had some uh, interesting things to say when he talked about hey and I know any fan of any other fan base would roll their eyes, but he said we can't be satisfied with five and seven, which on the surface sounds absurd. Yeah. But let's face it, five and seven last year, winning a couple of SEC games, that was some new ground for Vanderbilt. They, for the most part, were far more competitive than they've been. They beat Florida. They, they won another SEC game as well. I mean, they, they, they were an interesting team. They, they were not a, a, a – they led Ole Miss at the half in that game that you and I covered. What's sort of the, the feel around that program? And, and when he talks like that, I know people outside of, the, of, of Vanderbilt sort of roll their eyes, but internally, I'm guessing people are starting to buy in a little bit? I think so. And if you notice, do you remember the first thing that he did at Media Days? I guess his first year he talked about, we want to be the best program in the country. And everybody laughed. And that guy- We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. 
Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality. I'd written up it you know, probably two dozen content aggregators and it was a headline for a day. He kind of slipped that in again on Tuesday. And his clarification is we want to have the best experience between the city and the degree and all those things. And, and now they can say, hey, with the facilities, we're, we're bringing that up to part two. So, and I know that that's, I don't know if I would have said it, it's silly, it makes you a talking point, gets you laughed at. And God knows Vanderbilt doesn't get laughed at anymore. But it, I look at it on the other hand, at least they're standards, right? I mean, this is a program that's had six winning seasons in 65 years or something like that. Just shoot for the stars, and if you hit the moon, it's it's way better than what you've had. I was kind of astonished that they won two games they did last year. I didn't see either of them coming. Um, and especially after just getting beaten down. And then you were at the old Miss game where they had it for a half. Then Ole Miss flipped the switch, and it's kind of disheartening knowing that you're kind of close, and then the other team flips it on. You throw in a loss or two that was close in there too. I thought being able to hold that team together and win some games. You know, they, they built a lot of stuff on culture. We saw a couple teams in this league that – I was going to yeah. interrupt you there because, I, I rem- you know, you gave me a ride back to the hotel after that game, and yeah. you were working a little longer than I was. And I was standing in their building and then out of their building for, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes. And after that game, they were disappointed – There wasn't, you know, it wasn't like people were wailing and gnashing their teeth, but they weren't having a party either. Yeah. Guys were disappointed. They, and I, but I heard a lot of, yeah, they were getting ready to go to Georgia. Yeah. Georgia's the best team in the country. They were getting ready to go there and everybody know they were about to get walloped like everybody else did. But there was a positivity around that program that was striking. It hit me and I thought, because Lane Kiffin talks about culture so much that it's kind of become a thing that I kind of pay attention to. I thought this program has some culture momentum right now. It, it does. And, look, they're, they're all, Vanderbilt's always going to have to moneyball it, right? They're not going to go up against Texas A&M and, and Tennessee and, and outspend them on stuff. And even if they did, the history is such a drag that I don't know how realistic that is to, to fix it immediately. And people kind of laughed at him, but what you can do is create a culture that kids like to be in. I mean, Neil, they're not losing a lot of kids to the transfer pool. And the ones that they are for the most part, uh, they did lose a starting corner, and that one hurt. But for the most part, the kids that they want are staying here. They're not having – I mean, the the whole backdrop of of this thing has been NIL issues – and, and those are an issue for them in, in a way. Like, they're not going to win a highest bidder situation, but they're also not losing kids. 
the, the Georgia thing has been a big story. The Northwestern thing has been a big topic. As best I can tell, they're not having those kind of issues. And I think there's something to be said. You know how this world is with social media and just the things that make us miserable. There's something to be said for the approach he's taken to kind of insulate kids, create a happy environment, um, create a team-first attitude. And I think he's done a good job. You're seeing teams that fall apart at the end of seasons. I mean, you see bowl games and kids are opting out. And you saw what happened at Ole Miss last year, which was for different reasons. You saw what happened at Texas A&M. Last year when they could have fallen apart and could have gotten disheartened after all those losses, they won two games against good teams at the end of the year. And I think that's a little bit of a stamp of validation for what he's trying to do. Again, they're not going to pop up and compete with Georgia tomorrow, but they're getting more competitive, and I think the way he's done it's been smart. Yeah, I do too. Let's talk about his team. Um, I love his quarterback, and that's that's step one in, in having a chance to win games at a place like Vanderbilt. You, you have to have quarterback play. They've got it. Talk about him and then the people that are around him offensively that give them a chance to put some points on the board in this league. Well, they got Will Shepard, who's one of the better receivers in the league. That's a kid that could have left for NIL, other places for sure, and, and been a played probably anywhere, and, and he didn't. And, again, that says a lot. They, they've got some guys behind him that can help a little bit. Jaden McGowan was a, I don't know, a 10, 200-meter guy or something like that that played in the slot for them as a true freshman. He'll help them. they got a couple of depth pieces. You know, the tight end, they're, they're going to be hurting. Cole Spence, who I think is going to be a good one for them, was a true freshman last year. Nobody could cover him this spring. Towards knee, he's done for the year. Their tight end room behind him is kind of a mess. So I don't know if they're going to have to go more four wides or how they're going to approach it. We asked him yesterday. He, he gave a vague answer. Their offensive line, they brought almost everybody back. They've got, I think, seven guys who started a year ago. That's a plus. I, I think um, it's going to be interesting. I think they've got a little bit more talent around them. they got Ken Seals if something happens to Swan. He got hurt a couple times last year. Seals has had multiple 300-yard passing games in this league. So I think they're starting to build some depth, which is going to help them. Um, you know, defense is another issue, and I think there's some places they're better there and some places I'm concerned. But they're starting to put together some depth and pieces on offense, although the tight end and the running back room is a little bit of concern. They're going to have to find some answers there. But I, but I like the overall depth that they've got and experience more than I have the last few years. Defense was a struggle at times last season, well, most of the time last season. How much better can they be on that side? They've chalked a lot of that up, Neil, to just guys being out of place and not getting assignments. But I don't know that I totally buy that. You saw, I mean, when they get in a foot race, they don't win. And I think that's still going to be an issue. I think they're getting athletic and faster across the board. They got a bunch of second-year corners that they recruited, more athletic than what they've got. But playing corners league is not, not just about running. you got to – pick up on stuff. You make a little mistake and you're toast. I'll be interested to see if they have some of those guys step up. They're going to have a little bit more of a pass rush. Um, I think they're going to be fairly good at linebacker even though they've lost their best one. they got a kid named Prince Colley uh, from Notre Dame who'd been a five-star recruit. I don't think in the life of my covering the beat they've ever had a kid that was a five-star recruit at one point by any service. Um, and, and he's not guaranteed playing time. I think if they can get a pass rush That'll help the issues on the back end, but you saw it with your eyes too. They got a run. They got run away from too easily last year. I don't know that they have a great surefire fix for that this year. So here's the big question: Clark Lee said the goal this year is to get to the postseason. That means six wins. They won five a year ago. I look at the schedule and I can sometimes get them to five. I have a hard time getting them to six. Can Can Vanderbilt get to six? I, I'm in the same boat you are. I, I think three of the first four they're going to be favored in. And if they don't win all three of those, they're in trouble. 
I think Wake in week three is a big one. It's a chance to go to a place that's not an overwhelmingly intimidating environment, not a team that's going to athlete you like Tennessee did. I think they got a chance there. If they start 4-0, you look up and they got Kentucky at home. They beat Kentucky last year. They got Missouri at home. They were about that close to beating Missouri and Columbia. Now, I'm not saying they're going to go 6-0, but you can say there's not a game in that that they don't have a chance in. Now, the back half of the schedule is, is an issue. Um, I don't know how they navigate that, but if you told me a year ago they win two on the back half after what they went through midseason, I couldn't have told you where they'd get two wins. I think it's just staying in the fight, keeping your culture. Um, you know, maybe maybe Auburn on the back half. Maybe it doesn't go the way they want it to go. Um, maybe you catch some team that's imploding late. Uh, that's a possibility. Um, so, yeah, I, I think they've got to get it done on the front half to have a chance and then maybe hope you sneak one somewhere there. What game is it that moving forward when we go to the no divisions and, and if it's eight teams, what game – I know Vanderbilt and Ole Miss won't play in 2024. What game will Vanderbilt fans miss if they don't have it? Well, it won't be Georgia. <laughs> I, I think Ole Miss would be one. Um, I mean, when's the last time Vandy and Ole Miss did not play? I don't remember. I, I don't know that in our lifetime that they haven't played. I always thought that was a good, fun rivalry. I, I think there was about a 10-year stretch where Vanderbilt was either 5-5 five and five or 6-4. and four. And, look, some of that was when Vanderbilt had James Franklin. Some of that was when it was going bad for Houston Nutt. And so it was a little bit of a worst-case scenario for one program and a best-case for another. But even when Vanderbilt didn't have a better team, I think – did they beat the Cotton Bowl team? I think they did. Yeah, they beat they beat Houston Nuts 2018. Uh, that team lost. Let's see, they lost to Vanderbilt at home. Went to Florida and beat Tim Tebow, and then came home and lost to South Carolina. It was, yeah. the, it was the Houston Nut experience. Yeah, yeah, that was an experience, wasn't it? Um, now look, I, I, if I remember that game right, I think that's where Ryan Hamilton had three interceptions. Was National Player of the Week. I, I think they got might have gotten doubled up on the yardage. So it was one of those games that. Like, if you replayed it, it probably doesn't happen. But they won it. And I remember the Jeff Scott game. Yeah. One of the best football games I've ever seen to open the season. There was real electricity around it. I mean, there were a bunch of Ole Miss fans. It was a hell of a game. It was. I mean, there wasn't an empty seat in the place. And the point is, you've you've had these programs that – I'm not going to say that even – Ole Miss was a better program, yes. But the school board said that Vanderbilt was right there in those meetings – to me, that's – and I'm not just saying this to pander to your audience. That's a fun one that I'll kind of miss. Uh, it was drivable for Ole Miss fans. There's a big Ole Miss presence in this city. I, I think Vanderbilt fans would have to say that, hey, that, that because that's one that we won maybe more than we should have. Uh, I, I think that's my answer. Chris, is always great to catch up with you here at Media Days. Appreciate it. Likewise. Be safe. The headlines remind us daily the world is a dangerous place. The elites in charge say everything's fine. Stop noticing. But you know better, and your gut knows that time is short to prepare for a world that is four missed meals away from chaos. My Patriot Supply has helped over three million families become more self-reliant and is the company Americans trust to prepare. Go to MyPatriotSupply.com and secure their best-selling three-month emergency food kits. Each contain delicious breakfasts, lunches, and dinners, averaging over 2,000 calories per day. Secure at least one food kit for each family member. For a limited time, save $200, plus get free shipping on all their Ready Hour 3-month emergency food kits. You're not ready if it's not Ready Hour Foods. 
My Patriot Supply also has solar power generators, water filtration units, biomass stoves, heirloom seeds, and critical survival gear. Shop MyPatriotSupply.com today. MyPatriotSupply.com